Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for joining me today. I had a great conversation just before this in the last hour with uh, Dr. Chuck DeGroat. He's written a pretty interesting book called When Narcissism Comes to Church, Healing Your Community from Emotional and Spiritual Abuse. I've already had several listeners say, give me his name again. So there it is. So uh, thank you, uh, Chuck. And this hour is going to be great. Uh, Dr. Glenn Pickering is going to be with us for the whole hour. And I bet you've got some issues regarding... uh, your own mental health, maybe some anxiety or fear you might be having, uh, some uh, maybe you're home a little bit more than you're used to, and you're having uh, more time alone with your thoughts, and you don't like them. So we're going to open up the phone lines, and uh, when I say phone lines, I mean text lines. So you can text any question you like to 877-933-2484. We can ask Glenn whatever is on your mind or your heart. Um, Glenn's going to talk a little bit today about dealing with the crisis that's in front of us and uh, he's got a lot of great wisdom to offer i've already gotten a sneak preview of some of the things he's going to share and it's going to be great so uh we'll take a 60 second break and we'll be right back with dr glenn pickering you've heard a lot of talk lately about washing hands and doing so for 20 seconds it's long enough to sing a chorus of a song or recite a verse of scripture here's one of my favorite verses from isaiah 41 10 god says fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. A reminder from Faith Radio that we're in God's hands. It's not just information. It's transformation. You don't need to be afraid of God. I mean, really. He loves you more than any man will ever love you, more than any woman will ever love you. He will never love you any more or less than he does his second. God's love is not based on what you do. It's based on who he is. God is love. Faith Radio. nice to uh, know that there's lots of people willing to help. Dr. Glenn Pickering is my guest the whole hour, and he is a a pastor, an engineer, a psychologist. He does a little bit of everything and does it all well. Glenn, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It's always fun to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. Now, as we are in an unprecedented time, for sure, uh, I think all of us are dealing with uh, fears and anxieties and maybe a little bit of crisis on the side. Right. Yes, there are all of us who have been um, indirectly affected, you know, in terms of just the things you were talking about a minute ago, about maybe your kids are home more, maybe you're home more, maybe there's uncertainty about job and money, and maybe you're alone more, like you, Bill, were just talking a minute ago about, or worried about what comes next. 
So I want to spend most of our hour talking about all of us who are being sort of indirectly affected like that. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if it's okay if we take just a minute to pray at the beginning for the people who have been directly affected already. That'd be terrific, yeah. 200 people have already had the virus in Minnesota, for example, and one person has passed away. Is it okay if we take a minute just to pray yeah. for those people? please. Oh, dear God, all of this is so close to our heart. We pray for those 200 people who have already been identified as having the virus. We pray for their healing and for their care. We pray for the person who has passed away and for their family, that they might find peace even in that difficult time. And we pray, Lord, for your strength as we move through what feels like a really, really chaotic time in our life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah. All right, so here we are, this yeah. situation which has no precedence. We don't know anything right. like this. Nope. I, uh, I think it's important to start out by saying, yep, this is a chaotic situation. Okay. I hear sometimes people, they try and be comforting, and they say things like, oh, it's not that big deal, it'll all be over. And I think, yeah, see, that's not what the scriptures do. You know, when we were on last time together, we got to talk about, you know, when we go through struggles of, you know, hopelessness of feeling overwhelmed. And I talked about how the scriptures don't dodge that issue and about how many of the psalms start off by saying things like, so many are my foes, I'm going through a really hard time, my bones and my soul are troubled. I mean, they don't dodge the fact that, wow, what's happening to me right now is really difficult. They don't wander around that one and they don't pretend it's not true. And they don't try to say, oh, just pretend that's not happening. That, they don't go there. They claim it boldly like, yes, this is hard. And so I do think it's important that we look at this chaotic situation where we find ourselves and think, this is difficult. This is creating all kinds of struggles. And we also have to have another thought at the same time, though. So I want to talk about an experience I had a long time ago. I had a pond right behind the building where you worked for many, many years. And every day I would go out by that pond and I have a little quiet prayer time in the afternoon. Often I would say prayers for all the people who are walking past me. And one day the pond was just glassy smooth. The sun was shining, the birds were coming in and diving into the water. I could see little fish jumping and frogs jumping. People were so happy walking behind me on, on the path around the pond. And um, now a couple of days later, I was sitting pretty much that same spot by the pond, but it was real cloudy. The storm was coming in. The pond was real choppy. There were no birds flying anywhere. The frogs were all staying underwater. And I was saying out loud to God, boy, this is a really different pond today. And I felt like God said very clearly to me, don't be fooled by appearances. It's the same pond. And I think, wait, when we go through a crisis, we don't want to deny it. We don't want to be in pretending that's not all happening around us. We don't want to be stupid. But we also have to remember, yes, but the fundamentals and like the basics, basics in life haven't actually changed. So I, I look around and I think, uh-huh, this is a crisis, and all the people who have always loved me still do. And you know what? The people who never liked me, <laughs> they still don't. <laughs> <laughs> and the talents I have, I still have. And the things I'm never going to be good at, I'm still not good at. And God is still telling me every single minute I'm precious, and he's got me. And, um, and God still has this vision of my life where I, I keep learning and growing and becoming like my absolute best version of myself. So... It's important to claim the crisis that's happening. It's important to be clear. It's important not to be in denial. But it's also to remember sort of the bigger picture, which is on the most basic fundamental level, nothing has actually changed. Weird as it sounds to say that. Mm-hmm. So, and we need to focus on the basics sometimes. We just come back to that. And so I was just talking to a client of mine the other day um, about, you know, God really asks us to do two things, you know, 
to love our God and to love the people God, God brings to us. So I think when we go through times like this, it's really important to come all the way back to the basics to think, okay, I want to really, really focus on spending time with God. I want to be prayed up. I want to listen. I want to really hear, listen for his voice. And then the love that I get filled up with in my prayer time, I want to really make sure I'm doing my absolute best to take care of the people around me, to care for them. Because sometimes we get so caught up in the chaos and the urgent kind of takes precedence over the important. And we get so caught up in stuff, we don't even hardly see the people around us or their needs. And we kind of quit praying sometimes even because it's like well i have so much stuff i got to do and i think see those, those are two mistakes we're very very likely to make when we go through a crisis and we're supposed to remember no 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 don't forget those two things spend time loving your god spend time sharing that love with the people in your life and um i just think it's just important to kind of come back to the fundamentals when we go through a time that feels as crazy as this one does yeah glad i think it's a wise point i mean the whole idea of fundamentals i mean i think it's uh, I just want to say that is a great uh, step one for many who might feel so displaced right now. Um, right. And they feel like, well, I don't know what's next. And there's people don't do well with uncertainty. You know, I, know, me included. I know, I know, I know. We don't like it. We like to feel like there's um, there's a clear path forward. Um, and I've been reading Ecclesiastes a lot lately because um, Ecclesiastes tells the hard truth, which is why you never hear anybody preach on Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ecclesiastes says things like, you know, why is it that I, when I look around me, I see evil people who are getting rich, righteous people who are getting treated badly, loving people who are sick? This doesn't make any sense. And because um, we like to think that think there's a certain way that things should be, and then they're not always that way. And then we get, like you say, sort of displaced, we're a little confused, it puts us off-center. And I love when it says in Ecclesiastes 3, you know, there's a time for every season, a time for weeping, a time for being joyful, a time to embrace, and like now, a time to refrain from embracing. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think, we like to think that life is a certain way, but Ecclesiastes points out, actually, life is a lot of different ways. It is. Um, and this is one of those ways. It is. Yeah, so this is no surprise to God, is it? Right, that... It's like, oh, my goodness, this is not the way it usually is. And it's like, right. But I think life is full of times when things are not the way we think they are, quote-unquote, supposed to be. And, you know, I think anybody who's gotten a DWI or gone into bankruptcy or found out that their spouse was having an affair or found out that their job was maybe not as secure as they thought it was going to be or who knows what will come to me and say, Glenn, this is not how I imagine my life going. And I think, wait. See, we have a little picture in our head about how we think it should go, but mostly it doesn't actually go like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, or, part or, of Glenn, or Glenn, hardly ever. Yes, exactly, right. And so then we get upset that it hardly ever goes like the fantasy we have in our head. But it's really important to come back to Ecclesiastes, who said, Glenn, life's a lot of different ways. You think it should sort of be a certain way. But it's a lot of different ways. There are scary times and happy times and joyful times and sad times, time for building up and time for taking down, time to embrace and time to refrain from embracing. Life is lots of different times. Mm-hmm. And we find ourselves in one of those times. Like, yeah. wow, what are we supposed to do with this one? Yeah, it gives us a lot to think about. Uh, let me take a short break, Glenn. Dr. Glenn Pickering Thanks. is my guest. You can head over to his website, Glenn Pickering, two N's, G-L-E-N-N. Pickering.com. Learn more about him. 
uh, let us know what your questions are. I know there's people uh, with feelings of uncertainty and feelings of uh, maybe fatigue and uh, anxiousness and fear, all that stuff. And I think God addresses a lot of that in Scripture all over the place, saying, do not fear, I'm with you. I'll never let you go. I'll never uh, forsake you or leave you. So let me know what the questions are, 877-933-2484. Otherwise, we'll be back in 90 seconds. the show. Dr. Glenn Pickering is my guest for the full hour, which means questions are open. 877-93-FAITH, 877-933-2484. All right, Glenn, uh, Martin Luther used to spend more time with the Lord when he was anxious. I, would I know. To... I, honestly, it's so funny you said that. I was just thinking about that old quote about, you know, how he'd spend an hour every morning at prayer. And his aide came to him one day and said, oh, I don't know, Martin Luther, the, you're going to be meeting with the bishop today. You know, the king wants to meet with you later. I don't think, you know, an hour of prayer makes any sense. And Martin Luther's like, right, this will take two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. Yeah, double like, down. It's so true, right? Yeah. And so I just think the more we go through a crisis, the easier it is to lose our focus and focus on the external things, the crises, the stuff that's happening, because it seems so, like it almost demands our attention. And And I... Totally get that. Yeah, Glenn, I was even thinking how this period could be transforming a person's prayer life. Yeah. Um, And as we dig down deeper and try to get more raw and more real with God, which is what I find myself doing in my quiet moments, um, I certainly talk to God a little bit differently than I do when I'm in, like, group prayer. Um, Right. And I don't like that about myself. I want to pray Uh the same way both times. Right. Good for you. Thanks. And and I love what you said about getting more real and more raw, because I think... When we go through a crisis, my, my definition of a crisis is when um, all my usual coping strategies don't work. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of our coping strategy is to pretend we have it all together. You know what I mean? So what happens in a crisis is we can no longer pretend that we have it all together. And, um, and God's like, oh, great. <laughs> Yeah, just like you said, now you're going to get more real with me. Now you're going to get more raw. We're going to have more honest conversations. This is terrific. Yeah. So I, I love what you just said about getting more raw and more real in our prayer time. Because you're right. This is the time when we really could think, okay, it just makes it so clear. It's always true that I can't really get through my life without God's help. But times like this just make it really, really clear how much we absolutely have to have God's help. And if it pushes us to have a deeper faith life and to be move ahead with our journey in that way, wow, that's terrific. Yeah, Glenn, why do we always want to create this illusion that we have this control in our life when it's just so <laughs> not true? It's so not true at all. It's so not it's true. Just, but We have this little ego part of us. Okay, explain that. that. That just loves to think, I'm in control, I'm all-powerful, I'm, I'm the one that makes things happen, which is part of why even... Why, see, it's hard for us to just admit, like, like one of the ads just before we came out was talking about how God loves you, God's not going to love you any more or less no matter what you do. But see, some part of us likes to kind of think it depends on us. Because <laughs> yeah. we like to think, our ego likes to think, I make things happen, I do this, I do that. And I think, 
let's be honest, I by myself do pretty much nothing. When when Paul says I can do all things in him who strengthens me, I think, right. And I can do very little without that strength. Mm-hmm. You know, no. oh, go, go ahead, ahead. No, you go. That's good. Um, when I was thinking about the great equalizer that this coronavirus is, everybody is supposed to be kind of at home, mm-hmm. keeping your distance, not being out, and... I start to think of the emerging heroes, the doctors and nurses and staff and people that put themselves on the front line, um, people who are uh, working at grocery stores and restocking. And, I was thinking that same thing. Yeah, right? and they're being as closely interacting with people as you can be, and they, they're they just, they're just, they're the modern heroes right now. Right. Yep, and being grateful for that is another great way to break out of our... Um, mm, Focus on ourselves. I think we go through a crisis, we get anxious, partly because we kind of quit spending as much time with God as we should, just mm-hmm. like we're talking about, and partly because we get too focused on ourselves and our concerns and our fears and what we're worried about is going to happen to us. Yeah. And one thing I feel like God teaches us over and over again is the fastest way to not be anxious is to care for somebody else. Which is which is tricky because it's harder to care for somebody else because you if you really care about a person who might be vulnerable you're going to try to keep a distance so you don't ever run the risk of bringing them the virus. Right. In fact, you might have it unbeknownst to yourself, but you can certainly uh, take a box of groceries and deliver them at their door and do it do it with gloves on and all that. Right. And and I just think I just see people in our church and lots of different churches really trying to figure out okay how can we still be a caring community even though we have to, you know, be smart, like you just said. And I just think, and there are so many ways to do that, like even calling somebody who you think might be lonely, or even if you do see somebody and you're kind of keeping yourself distant, but let them know how important they are to you or how much you miss them, or our church is starting lots of little groups where people get to get together, you know, virtually and Mm -hmm. have a little conversation group. I have a dear friend of mine who does peer support groups, and she's going to start doing a group every week where about four or five or six people get together and kind of encourage each other and read and do the Bible study and encourage each other virtually. I think there are lots of ways we can still care for each other. Glenn, let's talk about how, I think it was Augustine that talked about idols and how our hearts are idol manufacturing facilities. <laughs> and we continually are doing that uh, with our, our thoughts and our energy and where we put our value and now all of a sudden you get something like this, which kind of levels the playing field a little bit. Right, yep. Um, so what might God be doing exposing our idols to ourselves? See, this is really great. We're going to talk in a minute about learning lessons, but this is a great lesson. I was just talking about ego a minute ago, about how our ego wants to act like we're better than everybody else or we're different than everybody else. But there's a reason why the Scriptures are always talking about how in Christ there is no east or west, there's no male or female, Paul's always talking about, how can you guys have divided yourself into groups? That's crazy. You think because somebody got baptized by me and somebody got baptized by Gaius, that makes them better? This is crazy. You know what I mean? Our ego always wants to look for ways we're better because we think that's what makes us precious, which is why the message of the gospel is so radical. It's like, no, you're precious because God loved you from the beginning, period. Mm. Oh, and we know it's true, but the little part of our ego still wants to be, I think, yeah, but it's because I said all the right things, right? We can't help getting kind of sucked into Pharisees kind of thinking, like, yeah, I know God loves me, but mostly it's because I did all the right rituals, right? No. 
<laughs> we just want our little ego to get in there somewhere, which is why we keep creating those idols, because we just want to somehow think we're better. And it's a great time to just really, really learn that lesson that, no, we're literally all equal in God's eyes. We're all God's children. We're all equally affected by the virus, for example. And um, and really, we're all, all in this together. We will get through it as a community. And um, so, yes, this is a, a great lesson about how, oh, my little ego wants to think, God loves me because I'm better. <laughs> and the scriptures say, no, God loves you because God loves you. Yeah, in a sentence. Yes, there's no because. <laughs> yeah, right. So the humility lesson that many will be learning, um, right. which is, and, you know, my friend George Fraver, Fraser often says that uh, your next breath comes at the at the um, mercy of us all-sovereign God, right. which means, well, well, we don't even control whether or not we're getting our next breath. Right. And so this is certainly very humbling for so many because uh, people's... Uh, you know, their, their financial portfolios have declined. There's all kinds of things. Their job might be lost. There are all kinds of things that could be crushing for th- yes. their, you know, their, who they are and their identity. And right. it would be very, very humbling for many. Right. And then we find out, again, back to that lesson you were talking about, that our identity is not based on those things. Right. Our ego thinks yeah. they are. Our ego likes to think, well, I'm better because I have this job or I make this amount of money or I do this thing. It's like, no, see, your identity in Christ is that you're a precious child of God, you have amazing gifts, and you're called to go use those gifts. Yeah, that's, oh. yeah, that's uh, outstanding. And I, I, love, I love the fact we're talking about Ecclesiastes. You know, it's probably a really good time to go back and read Ecclesiastes 3. About, yes. you know, what, what time is it? And it's not a time to panic, is it? It's not right, on the that's, list. I, yep, I think that's exactly right. It's a time for all kinds of things, but a time to panic is not one of those things. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, but, so, could, but so many ahead. are, Glenn. I'm, so many are panicking, and, and believers will admit to the panic as well. Sure, absolutely. And it's important to understand, I don't want anybody to feel bad about themselves if they've been anxious or panicking. We will all have that experience, all of us. I just don't want people to stay stuck there. It's important to remember while we're anxious or while we're going through those fearful times, which we will, that God has always been with us, that God has always graced us, that God has always strengthened us. And again, coming back to the basics, that God will always care for us and that we don't know how this whole thing is going to end. But in the end, we're going to be okay. Yeah. If you want to uh, ask Glenn a question, let me know what it is. You can send a text message over to me at 877-933-2400. 84 again 8779332484 you can also head over to Glenn's website which is glennpickering.com it's glenn with two n's g l e n n he also offers this uh, pretty nice uh, opportunity to have a free 20 minute consultation with him on the phone which offers uh, you know to anybody in our, uh, that's listening today so if you're over in Hartford today going well I can't get to Glenn's office yeah you can't but you can get him on the phone so head over there. All you have to do is fill out a form and just say, I'd love to talk to you, and he'll, he'll uh, set up a time. So that's glennpickering.com. We'll take a short break and be right back with lots more. Faith Radio. 
Welcome back to the show. Dr. Glenn Pickering is my guest. I always enjoy when Glenn comes on the program. And we're talking about what's happening in the world right now. And uh, I had a comment from a listener, Paul, said uh, people need to be told that we are not our earthly views. Right. In other words, we're not our ego. Yeah. In other words, that little part of us that thinks, oh, i got to look good to other people. i gotta, I got to tell myself I'm better. It's like... No, and when Jesus said we're supposed to die to ourselves, he didn't mean die to the person that God created us to be. He meant exactly die to that kind of way of thinking about ourselves. Like, I'm only good if I can prove I'm better than other people. Oh, golly. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about controlling the things we can control, because otherwise our minds can be a little bit uh, uh, crazy. Absolutely. So, oh, but can I give a shout-out to my um, friend Marsha who's listening today? Oh, sure. Hey, Marsha. I'd, I'd say, yeah. Somebody told her the other day that she was a bright light in the midst of all the craziness, and I want to say to her, you are a bright light, and keep on being a bright light. Nice. Nice. And I want to say this. <laughs> so um, Zoom is amazing. So um, and I don't own any stock in the company, so I want to be clear about that. But a lot of my clients still want to see me, and they say, well, what's a safe way to do it? And, boy, has Zoom been a great way to do that. So I'm thankful for that very pragmatic little tool. Yeah, indeed. So... Let's come back to, so you're talking about Ecclesiastes 3, which I think is great. You know, it's, there's a time for everything. And so it's important when we go through a crisis to think, okay, what time is this? And so to get down to some of the practical things you're talking about, I think here's how we can tell what time it is. Four, four little tips I want to give people. One, be grateful for what is happening. I think we, we get so caught up in fear, and I am not immune to that for sure. We all get hung up on that. But all the things that aren't happening, or what if I can't have my job, or what if I don't have as much income, or what if my kids never do make it back to school this year, or what if this doesn't happen, or what if that doesn't happen? And we get really caught up in our fear of what might not happen or what we don't have. But I think when we take a minute to be grateful, what we're noticing is all the things that actually are happening and that we actually do have. So I could be worried about what if my kids never go back to school? Or I could take just a minute and be grateful for those kids and just notice them and think about how amazing it is that I have them in my life and how precious they are to me. Or, you know, whatever. I just think, you know, it says in First John 4 that um, perfect love casts out fear. And I think, right, and gratitude, just taking a minute to be grateful for the things that are happening and that we do have is a form of perfect love. And every time we're grateful, even if we just are grateful for a minute, just really get down, be quiet, be grateful for what we have. I promise you, in that moment, we're not anxious. I like that. That's great. So I would just really encourage all the listeners to just take a minute, literally, and just think, okay, what are the things I'd be grateful for? And then actually... With each one of those things, just take a moment and actually sort of soak that in. Because I could just list ten things I'm grateful for, and it wouldn't actually change my mood any. But if I wrote a list of those ten things I'm grateful for, and then took them one at a time, and just thought about how lucky I am to have that person or that thing or that opportunity in my life, and just was just grateful for that for like 15 seconds, and then went on to the next thing on my list, I promise you by the end of the time I get to the end of that list two and a half minutes later, I will feel way, way calmer, and I will feel at peace. And by having that list of what I'm grateful for, it also helps me be more clear, well, what kind of time is this? Because seeing what I do have is a great way of understanding what kind of time is this. 
Yeah, that's great. And you know, Glenn, my uh, my listener that was just uh, talking about how we need to be told that we're not our earthly views. Just, just let me know that he just released a bass, so he's out fishing right now. And you think, <laughs> you think I, I got to applaud the people that are kind of, you know, keeping their recreational routines in place and are saying, you know, I get I get comfort from going out and fishing, and I'm not going to stop that. Exactly, and same thing. We can't stop our lives, uh, despite the fact that we do. I think a lot of people feel quite paralyzed. They're they're right. interested in finding out what the next thing is. Um, right. What's the next news report going to come out? Right, and then that gives all the power in our lives over to people or to things or events that we're not in charge of. Mm-hmm. Which is why then we all feel so weirdly out of control. But, see, if we do that thing where you were just talking about go fishing, be grateful that I have a boat and that I can have a place I can go fishing or whatever it is I'm right, doing. Right, right. And just take a moment to just have fun with the things that, have, that are fun for me or that give me a sense of purpose. I think, see, as soon as I'm doing any of those things, I'm doing, I'm doing, we're doing what I talked about at the beginning, about kind of coming back to the basics. So prayer is a part of what keeps me calm? Great. Being fishing is a part of what brings me a sense of peace? Great. Mm-hmm. If we're listening to Christian music, reading great books, going to my Bible study helps me feel really calm? Great. Mm-hmm. Make sure you keep doing those things. It's really important. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what Jesus talks about in Matthew 7, about don't worry about, you know, tomorrow. Today's got its, right. its own trouble. Uh, right. There's a lot of people projecting into the future and worrying about yeah, tomorrow. Right. We get so far ahead of ourselves. Well, this is then is going to happen. Or what does this mean? Or then what if this happens? Or then what if the kids never do go back to school? Or what if my job never is right again? We get so far ahead of ourselves that we can literally make ourselves crazy. And so when Jesus does say in Matthew 7, you know, let today's troubles be sufficient unto today. I Sometimes I hear people talk about that passage. They sound sort of uncaring. And I think Jesus wasn't trying to be uncaring. He was literally trying to give us a recipe. Like, here's how to deal with really difficult situations. You deal with them just like they say in AA, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to handle this virus? That, see, that's a hard question. What do I need to do today? What do I feel like I'm called to do today? What do I need to do to take care of myself? What do I do to take care of the kids? Who's a friend who might need a call right now? What do I need, you know, to just really think, okay, what are the things that are literally in front of me right now? And they're all things that make me think, oh, I could do that. Yeah. Wait. And so then instead of getting all worried about I won't be able to handle whatever happens down the road, what I realize is, no, I'm just being asked to do things one day at a time, and everything that's in front of me today, I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, a comedian, Adam Carolla, was on uh, his podcast. He was saying that it's a little bit like a prison sentence when you're when you're stuck home. But he said, in prison, you can either do the time or the time does you. Right, yep. And how uh, he said, you know, my, my wife and I um, made a pasta dinner the other night, and, and then we sat down and put a puzzle together that we'd never done before. And said, right. you know, all of a sudden you start to find little ways that you can uh, just enjoy and make time for stuff you've never had time for. Right which is just another way of asking the question, hey, what would I do right now? I would play a game right now. I would have fun. I'd have a little <laughs> quiet prayer time. Yeah, but okay. people go, I don't have time to have fun right now. I've got to be uh-huh. worried about other stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then that worry crowds out everything that God would actually want us to be doing right then. Yeah. You know, you've heard me talk before about what I call life's most dangerous question, which is God's one question for you. Hey, Glenn, what do you want? Right. Oh, golly. And what I see in times like this is it's really important not just to think, hey, what do I want like for my life overall, 
but to just keep asking myself the question, what do I want right now? Yeah, that's a big question. Yes, and to just stop for a moment and think, what actually sounds good to me or right to me right now? And I'm going to notice that my spirit actually always knows the answer to that question. Say more about that, Glenn, because, I mean, when I think of God's peace, and -hmm. Jesus talks about it in John 14, I'll give you my peace. Right. Are you thinking, are you, are you hearing what I'm hearing? Jesus' personal peace? I'd like a little of that, you know? Right. So, so if that's anytime, available, and yeah, I want it, how about now? That's what I want. That's what, that's what I think. So if I think, okay, what do I want right now? I want to be at peace. And I think, okay, great. So then I just try to be prayerful and listen to God's guidance and say, what will give me a feeling of peace right now? And I'm either going to see myself playing a game or sitting down or reading my Bible or having prayer time or listening to a great Christian song or calling up my friend. When I just sit and think, okay, what I want is to have a sense of peace. What would help me to feel peaceful right now? And I promise you, then something will always come to me. A word, a picture, a thought, a person. Glenn, are, are some of your clients that you're talking to, are they, are they feeling uh, alone with their thoughts and they don't know who to share what with right now because they kind of know everybody's in the same boat and they don't want to be adding burden to anybody, but deep right. down they really want to be heard because... My problems might be just a little bit worse than yours. <laughs> or at least slightly different. Yeah, or at least slightly think, different. Right, and I think we all do want people to reach out to us. And it's the same thing for all of us. So let's say I'm sort of panicking about the coronavirus. And so my friend called me up and said, hey, Glenn, how you doing? And it's fine if they let me talk about the coronavirus for a few minutes to kind of help get that out of the way. But then I need them to say, so what else is going on in your life? And then I remember, oh, yeah. That's not everything. That's just one thing. Right, right. My kids actually taking piano lessons now that we have to be home anyway, and they're actually kind of good. It's actually kind of fun to listen to them play. It reminds <laughs> me of when I was a kid. Okay, great. So, yeah. And I just think we need to do that for each other. We need to listen for a few minutes, not be disrespectful, because this stuff is kind of at the top of people's minds, and then say, okay, great. And what else is happening in your life? Because this is only one thing that's happening. It's not everything. It's only one thing. Mm-hmm. It is happening, so we're not going to be in denial, but it's not everything that's happening. It's one thing that's happening. Yeah, so uh, I had another listener talk about um, how we sort of find ourselves maybe not laughing as much as we once did because we have too much anxiety, maybe a little depression that comes along with the crisis. And I've always uh, been a big fan of, uh, you know, having your go-to friends that you can call and just have a a really over-the-top laugh with. And you, can, you can get that laughter started within seconds of uh, them answering the phone. Right. Um, so if you don't have those people in your life, I'm, I feel very sad for you. But um, there, there's also lots of other places uh, you can go find a smile or a laugh. And, um, you know, even if you uh, have old friends you can call that you haven't maybe spoken to in years and years and right. say, hey, remember that one time we did this? And that'll bring right. up some nice, genuine laughter. Right. And again, it's a great way to... Use God's love and then use that to care for somebody else, to reach out, to think of somebody else. And here's the great thing. Even thinking, hey, you know what? I want a sense of peace right now. What would bring me a sense of peace? And that, that old friend of mine comes to mind. I think, yeah, I'm going to call them up. Just even that thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to call my friend Paul. That would be really great. Just that thought makes us happy, mm-hmm. makes us grateful for our friend Paul, helps us to focus on something other than the crisis, and gives us a sense of direction before we've even done it. 
Right. Isn't that interesting? It's the, yeah. per, it's the pursuit of calling Paul that actually brings you some joy along the way, right? Uh, right. It actually sort of makes us happy and makes us think, oh, yeah, that'd be really fun. Yeah. It brings us that little sense of joy just on a real small little level. Yeah. And if we can uh, find, you know, three or four opportunities every day to, to uh, add that in onto your, your schedule and, and right. how you live out your day, you're going to have... You're going to have a whole bunch of uh, fresh laughter throughout your day. Right. And fresh opportunities to care for other people, fresh opportunities to connect maybe with people that you haven't been connecting with and maybe the way you'd want to. Yeah. All right, let me take a little break. Dr. Glenn Pickering is my guest. Head over to his website, uh, glennpickering.com. Glenn with two N's, G-L-E-N-N-P-I-C-K-E-R-I-N-G. And he has this really great offer for uh, a free 20-minute consultation. All you do is fill out the little form and he'll get in touch with you. And I've known Glenn for a long time, and I promise uh, you can get a lot out of Glenn in 20 minutes. All right, we'll be right back. Dr. Glenn Pickering, and we're talking about really what everyone is talking about practically all the time, and <laughs> we're dealing with it in our own personal way, and I think there's been some wonderful things that have come out of it already in terms of, of relationships, and God has made us so relational, and this, this is an opportunity to be more relational, despite the fact we've got to keep six feet distance from each other. We all have to kind of act like Bigfoot, kind of be in the shadows and not be seen, and... <laughs> And, uh, but we're also, uh, we have a, a possibility with technology, because you talked about it with your own practice, Glenn, right now, is right. you're able to see people. But this whole idea of FaceTiming and, and uh, letting people know um, through video that you uh, care about them and love them. And, right. Um, yeah, I've, I find that I've gotten quite mushy in the last week. Well, you know, Bill, you've always said you have a ministry of showing up, which I love, and it's so true. I've seen that over and over again. So this is all of our time to think, hey, we have a ministry of showing up, and we could show up as a phone call, we could show up as a little FaceTime, we could show up as a little gift we send somebody in the mail, we could, we could show up in lots of ways, and this is a great time to have a ministry of showing up. Mm-hmm. So, Glenn, when we have to be patient, and uh, these are all wonderful things God is teaching us, is right. patience and humility and uh, dependence, and I think prayer life, I think that's been jump-started for a lot of believers and it's interesting to think that Christians all around the world right now are praying for one specific thing. Right. Yes. I, um, you know, I was talking a few minutes ago about those four things. You know, Ecclesiastes talks about what, kind of, what time is it, basically. And one way I said to be clear about what time it is to be grateful for all the things that are happening, because that mm-hmm. focuses us in the right place. Second of all, it's about looking for miracles that are happening around us. Which, right. You know, there are communities that are getting built. There are people that are reaching out. The more we ask for God's strength and guidance, the more we see how much God really does strengthen and guidance in ways that are amazing. There's doors that open when we ask that just wouldn't have been open otherwise. I, um, I, well, just a simple little thing. So our church has a little Lenten supper and then worship on Wednesday nights, and I was going to preach um, tomorrow. And, of course, church is in meeting. So I just did put that little seven-minute talk that I was going to give on a little audio file and gave it to our pastor, and, you know, it's going to go out to people, and they can listen to it whenever they want. 
So here's this door that open. That now even people who can't come to worship on Wednesday can still hear that audio, can still listen, can still pray, can still feel connected. And it's like, wow, God just sort of opened that little door in some really cool little way I wouldn't have even thought of, honestly. Yeah. Now, so, yeah, I don't mean for you to preach the seven-minute uh, message, but I'd love to hear a, a teaser because we have about seven minutes left. Well, let me just say this. You walked into that one, pal. I, I so did. I, I have only myself to play here. <laughs> so I'm going to come back to my list. So four things. You've got to look for, you know, be grateful, right. look for the miracles. Third, right. it's important to learn the lessons. I just, I'm so convicted about this, that God wants us to keep learning and growing, and that in all situations, we're supposed to learn, we're supposed to grow, and keep maturing in our faith, that it's an ongoing process. That's that whole sanctification thing. So it's important to be active as we go through this time and are asking ourselves, what kind of time is this? What's, what's the whole point of this? It's important to ask ourselves, what are the lessons I'm learning here? For example, there's a lesson for me that I talked about right at the beginning, but don't be fooled by appearances. The more there's a crisis around you, the more I have to remember, yeah, but the fundamentals stay the same. I've got to pray. I've got to be connected to God. I've got to reach out to other people. I've got to live my faith in a really basic sort of way. And I personally am learning a whole lot about staying in the present because, you know, just like you were talking about a few minutes ago about Matthew 7, about let's, you know, let's take one day at a time because that's the only way we're going to actually deal with this. People oh, I've been talking to have been saying, Glenn, this is really teaching me some things about patience. Um, they teach me how to trust in God's goodness, that even in the midst of this crazy time, there's so many good things happening. And other people have been talking to me, too, about learning lessons about being more transparent with others and being more open and asking for help and um, I just think there are many, many lessons to be learned in this process. And it's important if we're really faithful to be just really asking God to help us see what those lessons are. Because I promise you, no matter what state, what we're going through in our life, there are lessons there that are really, really important for us to be learning. Yeah, and this is um, a time of uncertainty. And I don't know if I will say suffering, because I don't know if I've been suffering per se, but I've mm-hmm. often said I've always wanted my grandmother's character. I just didn't want to have to go through the hardship she went through. <laughs> can I get the reward God without actually paying for Yeah. I yeah. know, in fact, you can't. <laughs> I know, but I mean, this is the this is the, probably the, the episode in my life that is going to be affecting the world in a, in a way that I've never experienced before. Right, for sure. I mean, yep. we, we have a common experience now in the world unlike anything else. Well, except for the Flintstones. Yeah, got Flintstones, yeah. When I grew up, everybody, we only, we only had two channels, so everybody wanted the Flintstones. Okay, so this is a little different than that. And I think you're right. It really is. There's a whole different kind of thing happening here. And maybe part of the lesson we're supposed to be learning is how really we are all in this together. And we do have to look out for each other. And that life actually works better when we're not just thinking about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So then there's... Listeners I know that are suffering uh, with feeling the need to, because of their anxiety, do some self-medicating, sure, right. which is going to be a very dangerous situation for many because they might be at the point of losing a job or feeling frustrated about what's going on in their home yeah. alone. So there's a lot of opportunities for uh, self-medication. Maybe you oh, can yeah. talk a little bit to that, Glenn, just to uh, encourage people to be constructive versus destructive. Thank you, and I, that's a beautiful thing to say. I love that because I think I talk to my clients all the time about, okay, we're all going to be anxious at some times. So we could do something like you just talked about, sort of medicate ourselves as a way to kind of manage our anxiety. 
but it doesn't actually get rid of it because as soon as that drug or whatever wears off, then we're still just as anxious. Or we could do something that actually resolves our anxiety. And I promise you, anytime we're anxious, we're way too focused on ourselves. And which again, I don't mean it's a judgment or a criticism. It's just like just like fact. When I'm anxious, I'm too worried about myself. And so the more I can do that second part about loving God and loving our neighbor as ourselves, really think, who are the people in my life who I could be helpful to at this time? How could I be helpful? What are some ways I could reach out? Well, help me be instantly not anxious because perfect love casts out fear. And when I'm really focused on somebody else, I'm really in love in like the truth sort of way, and I will not be anxious. So focusing on helping anybody you can in this situation will give you two really great things. First of all, a sense of purpose and a sense of control. So we get anxious because stuff like this happens and we're out of control. But see, I am in control of praying. I am in control of listening to God. And I am in control of thinking all the different ways I can be helpful to people and then doing those things. And all those things help me give me back in a sense of control in the right kind of way. Not like I can make control of events around me, but I'm in control of how I live my life in the midst of all that craziness. I am in control of that. And focusing on other people, loving God, loving our neighbors ourselves, coming back to the basics, thinking about all the ways I can be helpful to somebody else, and then doing them puts me back in control in the truest way where I'm in control of me. Yeah, I just, I've been praying that people just kind of fall in love with Jesus all over again. I right. Mean, when, I, when I sit with my Bible in my lap, I, I, Glenn, I, I have to say I've, I'm never more comforted than I am doing that. Right. And maybe going over uh, familiar passages, rereading maybe notes I've written in the margin. Right. And, and just kind of renewing that just this incredible love for God's Word. Right. Because we all have hit the pause button a little bit. We're simply not able to do a lot of activities that we once were able to do, including watching the Twins opener on Thursday. (laughs) Which I have to say, I'm a little bummed about. Yeah. As a baseball fan, I mean, that's 178 games that, you know, that season's probably going to be shortened quite a bit this year. But, um, you know, you look forward to little things like that. But there's all kinds of things you're not doing. And it does give you an opportunity, so use that time well, and don't right. don't squander it, right? Right. So instead of focusing, like I said, part of being grateful is instead of focusing on what I can't have, like I can't go to the Twins game, that's true. So that's I don't true. want to blow it off. I don't want to deny it. I think, yep, that is sad. And, not but, and what are the things in my life that I can do that I can be grateful for? And so let's say I'm you, and I'm reading an old familiar scripture passage. Here's the really cool thing. My wife works with me on this all the time. I could read that passage over again, just like I always do, fast. <laughs> I could slow down, yeah. just almost read it one word at a time, mm-hmm. let every word sort of soak into me for a second, and then read the next word. So I'm actually like actually in that passage. And boy, does God have a powerful way to speak into us in, when we slow down and do that. It's so helpful to me. It's amazing how endless God's Word is, you know, even oh if you've right. read a verse 50 times on the 51st time, you're seeing something like you've never seen before. Right. And, and for me anyway, and the more I slow down, I really pay attention to each word, let that soak into me before I read the next word, the more true that is. So I could read a story about Jesus healing the children, or I could see Jesus sitting on that large rock, with the mountain, with the crowds all around him, dirty people, scared and hungry, bringing their kids, hoping that Jesus can help them, seeing him very, very lovingly touch them in such a gentle, caring way, having them feeling blessed and knowing that they're going to be okay. See, if I slow down and read that passage more carefully, 
just comes alive in the, just the most powerful way. And then I can go back to being grateful because I realize, oh, I get it. Yeah. Can't go to the Twins game. But what I can do is I can be grateful for all the things I do have. And one of them is my Bible filled with all kinds of great stories and a Jesus that I can meet in a whole new way. If I just slow down and read those passages that are so new to me differently, yeah. like gently, slowly. That's like, wow. Yeah, Glenn, I got, we just have a minute left, but I, I saw on the news uh, it said practice humanity, kindness, compassion, gentility, and patience. I love it. That was on the news. Right. And now all those are about ways that we treat other people. Exactly. So God said, love me, and then go love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Use the love I give you to care for people in your life. And those are all great ways to care for other people in our life, which honestly is the only thing that actually gives us a sense of purpose or meaning, is using God's love to care for another person, to make yeah. their life better. So have you practiced that, and have you experienced that? And when I think about, have I experienced kindness, compassion, gentility, and patience, I, I say emphatically, yes, I've experienced that. Right, right. In, in the last couple of days alone, right. just because right. people are, are, are being that way. It's lovely. Exactly, right. And then we get to go back to being grateful, to notice what is happening instead of what's not happening. Yeah. It's a great cycle. Yeah, Glenn, always time well spent with you. Thank you so much. Glenn Pickering has been my guest. Go to glennpickering.com. You can learn more about Glenn there and his writing and his books. And also, he offers a pretty nifty uh, opportunity to have a 20-minute consultation with him on the phone at no cost. Glenn, thanks so much, and have a great uh, rest of the evening. Thanks for having me. You bet. That wraps up our show for the day. Thanks to all my guests. It's been great. I've loved uh, being with you today, and I, I pray that God will continue to encourage you and lift you up and build you up and give you the hope that you need. And if you're feeling anxious, remember, just cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Have a good night. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.